Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Welcome to Parsha's Titzavah, as we continue our exploration of the Kalim of the Beis HaMikdash and what the Beis HaMikdash is all about, the vestments of the Kohen Gadol. So we turn to the Ramban and Parak Chavches, Pasuk Beis. It tells us that the garments of the Kohen are lekavod ulasafaris, for an honor and beauty. So what does that mean? So the Ramban explains that you should look honorable and beautiful when you're wearing these exquisite garments. Like the Pasuk says, kechasen yechahin peher, like the bridegroom, yechahin, he is wearing this beauty. But it's referring to the Kohen, that's the remez here. It's a Pasuk, in Yeshaya Samachal of Yud. These begadim were that the Kohen Gadol War reminded everyone of royalty. And again, the lesson here is very simple, that the Ovdei Hashem and the Kohenim, Kisifsei Kohen Yishmur Das, was a Talmud Chacham and the leader of a Jewish people. We know that he actually almost held the political office to a certain degree. We know from the story that uh, Alexander the Great was greeted by Shimon Tzadik, who was a Kohen Gadol. And he came out on his feet and bowed and said, this is the man that I see in my dreams every time I go out to battle and, I, and he tells me I'm going to be successful. Uh, Ramos Shapiro explains that Kamara very deeply. He explains that. Ramos Shapiro explains that Kamara very deeply. He says that it's always There always has to be a, something that combats evil in order to allow it to exist. And there's always a good and a bad. And so the fact that Alexander the Great, who was not Bikarist to a certain degree, and trying to pervert the Jewish belief, uh, was able to conquer the world. It was only because Shimon Atzadik existed and that allowed him to be successful that the opposing evil could exist. However, even when Alexander the Great met Shimon Atzadik, the Kohen Gadol, he was able to acknowledge that this man was greater than him. And the Kohen wore garments and he taught us to respect and those who follow the word of Hashem because those are the only people that deserve respect in this world. In comparison to others, of course, there are many people that we give respect to. There's a support Torah, and everyone deserves respect as a human being. But when we're talking about the ultimate respect, ain't kavod el Torah. That's what Chazal tell us. That's that's the ultimate respect. Parat chavches pasaglamet benasatel achoshen hamishpat es urim v'esatumim. So there's just a very fascinating discussion about exactly what the urim and the tumim are. Are they one thing? Are they two? What are they? And the Rabban brings down Eben Ezra and many other pshatim about what this means. But basically. Um, you would, the Kohen would use Kabbalistic names and think about the Shemos that were in the Urim, and that would make certain letters light light up. From We know that the Hoshen had the 12 stones, and the 12 stones had almost every letter of the alphabet between all the names of the Shvatim, Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, Shifte Yeshurun, all the words that it said on it. And so first the Urim would make certain letters light up. But those letters didn't necessarily mean anything. It was like a jigsaw puzzle. And the Tumim, the Shamos of the Tumim, that would help the Kohen Gadol in his heart be able to construct them. What do they mean? For example, when they asked who should go out to battle, and it said Yehuda Yale, so there's a million ways to put those words together. So the Urim made certain letters of Yehuda Yale uh, light up. But then the Tumim, Shamos, helped the Kohen Gadol uh, determine what it actually said. All right. It's just fascinating. If you look up there on Bond, he talks a little bit more about how it works and how you talk to it. And Rabbeinu Bahaya as well, talks about it there as well, about how the Kohen uh, Guttel would uh, purify himself and the king would stand behind him and ask him the Shiloh. 
about what to do. All right, Parachav Tes Pasuk Zayin, Lakatha Hashem and Amishka, Yitzakta Al Rosho. So Rav Ram Evan Ezra says that um, before you put the Kohen's Mitznefes hat on his head, um, you would first anoint him because that's where you're putting the oil. But the Ramban says this is wrong because there are many times that the Mitznefes was there and yet they were still anointing him because what was really going on is that they would put it right in between in the, in the open area of the head that was underneath the Mitznefes, underneath the head. And um, like Rashi explains, so the Yitzika was in the place of where they put the tefillin, which was left open, and then they would make an X, a kibin key, like a, a letter key, which is X, and that would end up uh, touching more parts of the hair as well, the head as well. What's the shot here? So obviously this oil was anointing them and creating holiness, and there's a lot of sodos behind what the shemen is, but one of the simple understandings is that it's the makam of nachas tefillin, that they should see that their kedusha and their holiness is coming because they connect with Hashem. And so the tefillin shall roshes, the place that a man expresses himself as a human being and is mishabed himself, ele tefillin sheb rosh, like the Vilna Gaon's famous story that someone saw him wearing his tefillin, a bandit saw him and ran away. And someone said, well, why was he afraid of you? But he wasn't afraid of anyone else. The other Jews were there that were wearing tefillin too. And the Grah said, I wear it Shebarosh, I wear it in my head. I carry Hashem's message in me. And then the Yarmi Mecca, then I have the Pasuk that says that they'll see the tefillin on me and they'll be afraid. But if you don't wear it on in your head, in your heart, part of you, then it doesn't have any meaning. Perik Lamid Pasuk, sorry, Perik Chavtes Pasuk Memvav, L'Shachni B'Socham, I want to dwell among the Jew. So the Ramban says that the Shechina is here in order to elevate our lives, not because he needs to be here, right? But Yisrael, Asher B'chal Aspar, but Hashem makes it that I need you. Hashem wants to dwell here. And therefore, Hashem says, I want to be among you. Invite me in. And that's that's the purpose of the Mishkan, to invite Hashem into this world. And Hashem makes it as if I want to be with you, even though, of course, Hashem doesn't need anything. Finally, the last thought is one of the most famous Rambans in this Parsha, and that is Parak Laman Pasagalaf. That when you look at the Psukim, they're describing the uh, Mizbeach HaKetores. And if you think about it, the Mizbeach HaKetores is one of the inner uh, vessels of the, of the Mishkan. And that should have been listed with the Shulchan Menorah all the way back earlier in the last Parsha. So what's the shot that it's over here? And it needs to be explained. So there are many different Pshatim here. One of the Pshatim is that it was a place like the Ramban himself starts to mention that the Ketoris were brought there, and this Parsha of Tetzava is all about Aaron Akoin. It's all about his, his vestments, and it's a whole Parsha about Aaron. And so therefore, the Ketoris were shy to Aaron, because he's the one that stops me to Adin, Yasimu Ketorah Ba'pecha, that's that's where the Ketoris stop. And so therefore, it belongs here. But let's explain this a little bit more. So, Ramban explains that the whole purpose of the Migdash was, I want to be among Bnei Yisrael. And therefore, you need to make a Mizbech Ketores, because that is the ultimate invitation that brings Hashem there. So that's the whole climax of all the Kalim until now, and all of the vestments of the Kohen Gadol is to bring Hashem down. What does that mean? So very briefly, Ramos Shapiro has a beautiful shtickle where he explains Purim in a very, very profound way. And, but it's relevant every day. He says like this, the Gemara in Shabbos Peches, says that when Moshe came up to accept the Torah, so the angel said, what's this human being doing up here? Send him down. We, and Moshe said, I'm here to get the Torah. And they said, well, we want the Torah. We're not giving it to you. And um, 
Hashem told Moshe, grab onto my keys that covered and answer them. So Moshe said, well, you guys don't have a Yitzhahara. We do. And we need the Torah. And they won. That, that won the argument. Klum, Yitzhahara, Yishlachem. And it says that at that point, the Malachim gave him gifts, and the, and the Sutton gave him this gift of the Ketoris, that if there's ever a plague, you could stop me by taking out the Ketoris. And that's what ended up happening. Moshe had Aaron take the Ketoris, and that's, that stopped the plague and saved many Jewish lives. So there's a lot of questions in this Gemara. We've talked about it in the past. First of all, why didn't Hashem answer? Why does uh, Moshe have to give the answer? But Hashem is right there. We talked about Maral, that Hashem really did answer. Hashem said, that you have the ability to grab onto the Kisa covered, and therefore you're Mikadish, my name. The Malachim, they're just angels. They just follow me. But you have the power to grab onto my Kisa covered, and, and Hashem says, you give me power because I choose to allow the Jewish people to have power to owe little Kim, like the Ramchal explains. So, the other questions to be asked are, what's this shot that they gave him gifts? What does that mean? How do, how do angels even have anything to give? There is no gift. Not only that, but the Malachim of us is giving him a gift of life. The Malachim of us's job is to kill us. Warren both of the Basra says straight out, he first, he's Makatri against us. He makes us do, he makes us, gets permission to get to make a sin, right? He gets Sahara. Then he's, then he's Makatri against us that we deserve to die because of that. And then he, uh, that's the Sutton that he's the prosecutor, and then he takes permission to, get to take our lives, right? So why is he giving out antidotes? Okay, so Ramon Shapiro explains very, very, very briefly, and it's a beautiful, beautiful shtickle, such foundations of Jewish ideas and lessons in life, that, first of all, a malach doesn't have anything to give. Malach is what he is. But the point is that the malach above us and all the angels, once they saw that Moshe was godly, because Hashem allows him to emulate him, and to be like him, and to have free will, unlike what the angels have. So then their mission becomes in line with them, with, with humans as well. And so by default, the angels gave themselves over and said, we are your servant, because you are a servant of God. So just like the, the Medrash says that the Malachim, when they saw Adam, who was created, they wanted to sing Shira to him. But Hashem showed that, no, no, he goes to sleep, he's, he's human. So, But the point is that the Malachim felt they were part of Adam's life, and they were because Adam is subservient to God, and therefore the Malachim are subservient to us as well. That's the first thing. The second thing is, the Satan doesn't want to kill us. He wants to do Ratzon Hashem. His job is to do Ratzon Hashem. But really, by him challenging us and giving us challenges in life, he brings us the ultimate life. And that's what Ketoris is. Ketoris is the ultimate sweet-smelling spice, that the worst-smelling thing in the world is a human corpse. It's People are repulsed by the smell, or Juan Lutzlan. Because it means death, and it means lack of free will, and lack of ability to move forward in life, and that's why it's so repulsive. We don't want that. It's not our goal in life. Our goal in life is to accomplish. And so the Ketoris is the ultimate good smell. It's the ultimate life. That's why we find Chai Vinishal a person should smell good on Purim. We're supposed to bring life to ourselves, and we find the idea of Ketoris on Yom Kippur. There's so much avoda that revolves around Ketoris, because it's life, and smelling, and smell, and Ezer, and Darvish, and Hashem, and that's what smell is. That's Yom Kippurim. So the whole purpose of life is to follow Ratzon Hashem. And when we fight against the Malacham the Sutton, the Yitzhahara, that's how we elevate the whole world. And we bring out Hashem's name. That's the purpose. And so he says that's what the Ramban is hinting to over here. But the whole purpose of the Mishkan is to bring down Hashem's name. And that's what the Ketoris, that's the climax of bringing out man's potential as being a Bocher Betov, who choose good, and who brings Hashem Shechina to be Makadi Shem Shemaim every day. May we be Zoha to do so.
Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.